All right, welcome back to Circuit of the Americas. We are live out here and getting ready for the Formula One United States Grand Prix in about 15 minutes. Bob Varsha, you have the grid for us because it's a complicated grid and it looks nothing like qualifying after all the grid penalties. <laughs> well, let's take it from the top, and this is for you, Statman. On row one, Carlos Sainz for Ferrari, his third career pole, the first for Ferrari ever at Coda. The bad news is the Spaniard has never finished in the top five at this track. The good news, the winner in every USGP here, nine straight, has come from the front row. And that might be because the man starting next to him is the reigning world champ Max Verstappen for Red Bull. The world champ clinched last time out in Japan. The Dutchman hoping to match the record for wins in a season with his 13th, a mark shared by Michael Schumacher and Sebastian Vettel. On row two, Lewis Hamilton, former Mercedes winner of the inaugural race here in Austin. Third matches his highest starting position of the year. Like Verstappen, Hamilton benefited from grid penalties to four drivers for power unit changes. Lewis is running out of time, however, to extend his streak of at least one victory in every year of his 15-season career. Next to him, his teammate, George Russell, yet another driver to move up the grid, and it puts the two factory Mercedes in the top four for the first time in 2022. On to row three, Lance Stroll for Aston Martin. The Canadian reached the Q3 pole shootout for only the third time this year. Two of those have come in the United States, as we mentioned, at Miami and here in Austin. It ties the best start for an Aston Martin since the brand returned to Formula One in 2021. Starting sixth, Lando Norris for McLaren, who was lucky to escape the second session of qualifying thanks to a lap time deletion for Zhou Guan Yu's Alfa Romeo for a track limits violation. On row four, Valtteri Bottas for Alfa Romeo, a winner here in Austin back in 2019 for Mercedes from pole, looking for his first point finish, however, since Canada 10 races ago. Starting next to him in the eighth spot, Sergio Perez for Red Bull, the Mexican serving his own five-spot grip demotion for power unit component changes. To row five, Alex Albon and the Williams drove well in qualifying but missed the pole shout Bull shootout, I should say, in the Williams, keep in mind, by just 27 thousandths of a second. Next to him, Sebastian Vettel for Aston Martin saying goodbye to Austin, whose Hall of Fame career in Grand Prix racing is winding down. Only one top 10 appearance in his last 11 races. On row six. In the 11 spot, Pierre Gasly for AlphaTauri, who reported terrible brake issues in turns 1 and 11, the two tightest corners on the circuit, only qualified higher than this seven times in the 19 races to date. Next to him, Charles Leclerc for Ferrari, runner-up to his teammate Sainz in qualifying, but two changes to his engine and turbo meant a 10-place grid drop as Ferrari tried to hang on to second place among the constructors. On row 7, Yuki Tsunoda for AlphaTauri, similar numbers to his teammate Gasly, only seven better grid positions this season. Next to him, Fernando Alonso for Alpine, another bump down due to an engine change. The double world champ complained about the gusting win in qualifying, and it's certainly gusting today, but Alonso is in range of a points finish in the battle for fourth in the constructors. On row eight, Kevin Magnussen for Haas. The weekend for that team began with a crash on Friday driver Antonio Giovinazzi. Then both Haas cars were eliminated in Q1 for the fourth time this year. Next to him, Daniel Ricciardo for McLaren. The third time the Aussie was eliminated in Q1 in the last five races, but he's a huge crowd favorite here in Austin, where he began the weekend by idling down the pit lane on a horse. <laughs> on row nine, Esteban Ocon for Alpine, a race winner last season, fifth on the grid at the Japanese Grand Prix just two weeks ago, and out in Q1 here for the third time this season. 
In the 18th spot, Mick Schumacher in the second Haas. The announcement that Logan Sargent will be at Williams next season means all eyes are now on the second seat at Haas. Mick desperately needs a solid result in the remaining four races to stay in Formula One. And on the 10th and final row, Guan Yu Zhou in the Alfa Romeo saw his quickest Q2 time deleted for track Clemens, as mentioned, and an engine change dropped him another five positions. Next to him, last on the grid once again, Nick Latifi for Williams, the slowest car on track with or without an engine change. Fantastic. I, I'm sorry. I'm just sitting here in awe watching Bob do that. Uh, okay, I'm going to go to you, Dave, Dave O'Neill, because uh, I'm looking forward to yesterday the fastest cars on track were the Ferraris. Well, we've got Charles Leclerc, as Bob just said, starting back in 12th. That should be exciting, but what are you looking forward to? Well, exactly. You've got to see him make a, an excellent start, for sure. And then um, strategy will play its part, obviously. Yeah. Um, and then you've got Alonso hunt, hunting in behind him. Magnussen, we'll have to see what happens there. Um, Gasly, I think he'll, he'll make, make strides forward. Um, and Vettel as well. So there's uh, there's an interesting kind of midfield there that is to play out. You know? Yeah. Well, as you, as you pointed out, the tires are going to make a big difference today because we don't really know. There's teams that, you know, Pirelli's saying two-stop is the strategy, but you think maybe even some teams might go for a three-stop. If you missed that earlier in the broadcast, I thought that was pretty fascinating that that could happen. Yeah, I think it's on the cards, you know. Um, it just depends what happens at the start and if there is – if if there is or isn't a safety car, they there is mention of a three stop um, if, if if needed. So yep, a couple of things to remember about this track: it's very wide at turn one. They can go five and six wide if they want to. Both Verstappen and Sainz on the front row have had bad getaways this year, and meanwhile you've got guys like um, Alonso who are great at getting the race underway, who are going to want to make a move up into turn one, and not later. And, uh, and, Bob, what about track limits? I mean, we had Marcus Erickson in the booth yesterday talking qualifying, and he was saying turn 19, which we all know, everybody when they come to Coda, they know that turn 19 is going to be uh, a, a potential problem with track limits. But he also said turn 9. I have absolutely no problem with turn 9. <laughs> I think uh, <laughs> when we heard some of the uh, Price Cobbs, who I think of with the coaching advice there, he talked about 7, 8, 9 is a difficult combination. And you might, uh, you might have to give up one of those turns to maintain pace with hey, the rhythm. Hey, we've just been joined by Chris Medley. Chris, we've got an interview. we got all your interviews out, buddy. Thank you. Uh, the last one we didn't get out was Gunther Steiner. Why don't you set it up and we'll play that one? Yeah, so Gunther was standing next to the beautiful-looking Haas car. And I was actually going to try and speak to Kevin Magnussen, who's on the big screens right now, because I love how they look. Those, those liveries, like the overalls and stuff, they've really got the yeah. sound on it this time. But, um, yeah, he's, uh, he's pretty excited about the fact that he can't tell what's going to happen because it's so tight in midfield, and, and there's nobody who's had a, a great weekend so far. Yeah, by the way, well, let's hear from Gunther Steiner. Gunther, your car looks uh, incredible, actually, with the special Stars and Stripes livery. The uh, driver overalls look good, too, but I know you're focused about performance on track. What can you do today? I don't know. I mean, we got a few spots uh, as a present, you know, with people changing engines, so we got a few present. Let's see. The long run wasn't too bad, but uh, it was not very long, you know, that is. Uh, so we need to see what we can do, but uh, hopefully we can do better than qualifying, which we should, because qualifying didn't, did not go to plan. Uh, but uh, you never know, you know, it's like, it's like one of these races. It's so tight in the midfield. Uh, you know, anything is possible and everything. And in front of a huge crowd, I mean, how good is this? Uh, this is fantastic. I mean, you can see it. Uh, I mean, over the weekend, four and four 
40,000 people is uh, something I think never been seen be uh, before. So uh, and it's getting bigger and bigger. So it's fantastic. Yeah, great stuff. Good luck today. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, Dave O'Neill, uh, we haven't really talked much about this. We talked so much about Logan Sargent because we got an American driver next year. But Haas F1 with this new, in my opinion, perfect fit sponsor with MoneyGram. They're already on the cars and on everything now, but the title sponsor for the team next year. How, what do you think about this move? Well, I think it's great. You know, they, um, they can pick who they want to drive um, rather than having to worry about what funding's coming with the, with the driver. So it puts them in a really good position. Um, and I guess that's why they haven't made the decision, um, still haven't made the decision to who they're going to put in the car. So. Well, uh, Gunther sounded excited about it. I mean, he can be so matter-of-fact, though. It's like, yeah, we're, we got it, we're moving on. And everybody asked him about the cost cap and all the money he was going to spend. Well, we made that joke yesterday. People are saying now Haas is finally going to have enough money that they can approach the cost cap and then worry about <laughs> yeah. whether they're overspending or not. All right, well, while Chris was out there, Chris, you caught up with Lance Stroll as well, right? And you're smiling and laughing. What happened? <laughs> well, Lance Stroll is not the chattiest person in the world. And even <laughs> yeah. when he's had a great qualifying session, he didn't really give me an indication when I tried to flag it down whether he wanted to talk or not. So I started talking at him, and here's how it went. Lance, starting on the third row today in front of this huge crowd. What can you do from there? Um, yeah, I mean, try and score some good points. I mean, what a qualified performance from you as well. I mean, are you just getting more and more comfortable with this car? Where did that come from? Yeah, just getting the tires in the window and everything kind of worked well. And this car has been getting stronger all year, so is it? this isn't a one-off, is it? Are you are you gunning for Alfa Romeo, not just now, but over the last four races? Yeah, we're going to keep pushing. Good luck today. <laughs> okay, so he said, how's it going? I mean, it was uh, virtually no answers. All. I'm going to try to score points. The tires are going to be good. Well, that was crazy. And then at the end, his father wanted to come for a hug. So that was why the last one was even shorter. And it was like, get out of the way. But uh, yeah, it was. I mean, the thing is, to be fair to Lance, he's always like that. Wherever he yeah. is on the grid, he doesn't get too high when he's at the front. He doesn't get too low when he's at the back. And that is actually a good trait, but just not great for interviews. So sorry about that. Well, when you're living in the shadow of Lawrence Stroll, an incredibly <laughs> rich Canadian gentleman who has one of the great Ferrari collections in all the world, you kind of get used to standing by while dad does the talking. And, you know, and, and I'm sure that's uh, a lot of training is that be careful what you say. But anyway, I'm really excited for him. He's got a great starting point, point today. So, all right, guys, we're now under three minutes. You know what time that means. That means time for us to predict. But I want to make sure we throw in who you think is going to win, but also an emotional one, who you might think would, what would be a fantastic long shot with you. Let's start with you, Les Kaiser. Oh, boy. I'm going uh, to run. I would like to see Checo come all the way up primarily for the heart and this is his, his next to hometown track i'll say great congregation of mexican folks here so uh i'm gonna go with checo and carlos all right all right uh bob barsha you i will take max verstappen to win lewis hamilton second and lando norris third okay that's your predictions but any any heartfelt uh, sure. I'd like to see Fernando Alonso win the race. Oh, that no, would be. No, I take that back. I'd like to see Sebastian Vettel win the race. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hard to, hard to beat that. All right, Chris. I'm going to go with Max Verstappen to win because I'm really original uh, from Carlos Sainz <laughs> and then Lewis Hamilton. So three different teams on the podium. But I'd love to see Daniel Ricciardo do something special yeah, today in yeah. front of this crowd with the fact that it looks like he won't be racing again next year. So let him go out with a bang here in Texas. Yeah. Dave O'Neill. I'm going to go for Lewis for the win. Nice. Uh, Leclerc second and Max third. Ah, you know what? 
I'm going to go with Lewis for the win, too, because I think that's kind of my emotional one, too, because he won the first one here. I'm going to go with Lewis for the win, Max for second, and then Carlos Sainz. But that You're going for Lewis for the win because Dave said he was going to go for the win. No, no. I just, I, that's my emotional one. And oh, okay. I, but but, I'll, but I'll, I'll take it, too, for my prediction, All too. All right. I believe you. Uh, but we've got just a, about a minute or so left. So, remember, you can stay here and listen to the entire race. And, of course, we have our, our one-hour post-race show after this. And uh, how much time we have left, producer? Uh we producer got about Casey. Let's we, tell people. That's right. It's yeah. Casey. We wouldn't be able to run this whole thing without Casey. That's but, right. Uh, but, yes, we've got, we're have got. we about to go out to the race now. We've got just a few seconds left. Any last thoughts, in anyone? Yep. Just when we thought Circuit of the Americas could not do itself by having the uh, Dallas Cowboys cheerleader squad on the team, we had both the Dallas Cowboys and the Houston, Texas NFL cheerleading squads here. So I'm a happy man. All right. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Stay right here for the race, and we'll talk to you after the race.